listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome back to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Instagram mistakes. The reason I want to talk about Instagram today is because it's one of the most popular and a really powerful marketing platform that TPT sellers often use. You may have an Instagram account or you may be thinking about having one. There are some people out there who swear by it as a really great source of traffic to their store. So I think it can be a really powerful thing and I want to talk about it today. But I want to talk about, I think I've got about 16 mistakes listed here that I want to share with you today. Things that I've personally done or I know other sellers are doing. So let's dive straight in. Number one is don't fixate on follower numbers. So yeah, this is a great start to the podcast because I'm, I'll be honest with you, I will be real. Uh, I'm not some big, huge Instagram person. Like I don't have tens of thousands of followers on Instagram, but here's the great thing. You don't need to have a huge amount of followers in order to make sales. In fact, that's like a really big misconception. So if you see two accounts and one has 500 followers and one has 5,000, we naturally assume that the person with 5,000 followers is making all these sales and getting lots of traffic to their store. And that's not necessarily true. I actually only joined Instagram a few years ago. And I remember when I first had about 500 followers, I was still making sales. It, it, the number is just a number. If I could give you 10,000 followers tomorrow, that wouldn't necessarily bring you sales unless you know how to actually sell to people. So don't fixate on that number too much. Actually fixate on making and building relationships with your ideal buyers and, and customers. So some of you might already know this, but I started TPT in 20. 15, 2016, around then when I first started my account, I just focused on TPT and I gradually took on Pinterest and I did that for quite a few years and it was a lot less stressful. I know a lot of new sellers nowadays start TPT and then at the same time they start an Instagram, a Facebook, a Pinterest, a blog, an email list, and then they just burn out. So I'm really glad that I did it one at a time and I really took things on gradually and that yeah that means that I only started my Instagram in 2019 it's not that old I'm not super experienced on Instagram but that's okay because it meant that I didn't burn out but I've still learned a lot in that time so yeah tip number one don't fixate on those followers focus on building relationships first that means like commenting and DMing and using stories and getting to know your followers and worry about that more than the follower number because the follower number can literally mean nothing to some people. There are some people out there that have these really giant Instagram followings and they don't even have a store or they have a really small TPT store or they're just not really driving any traffic there or making any money. Maybe they just have an account for fun and they're not really doing anything with it and that's okay. But definitely don't go around thinking that you need like 10,000 followers in order to get traffic to your store because that is definitely not true. I could talk about this for hours, honestly, but I won't, I won't go on too much longer about that. Just it's, it's easier said than done, but after a while, it does get a bit easier. Don't worry about the numbers. So let's actually dive into the mistakes that you could actually make when you're doing posts and stories in your account. So tip number two of things to avoid is 
you need to really have a strong bio. So don't be lazy when it comes to your bio. You need to say who you are, who you serve, like how can you help this audience? Because when someone visits your Instagram profile, yes, they're going to look at your feed and see if your pictures are pretty, but also they're going to most likely read those few sentences. You have this like small amount of valuable real estate where you can say, hey, follow me because I'm going to be helping you. I'm here for you. I'm the perfect person you need to follow. So you need to say who you are, whether that's a teacher, a third grade teacher, a TPT seller, a ma, a parent. Like I'm, I see a lot of people say they're like, I'm a dog mom or I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Are you like a special ed teacher? Are you an SLP? Like what are you, what's your like niche? Are you passionate about a certain subject? Do you teach eighth grade algebra? Like who are you in terms of teaching in TPT? Maybe you could say that you're the owner of your store or you could be your store name, whatever. We want to know who you are. And you can have your name on there as well. That personalizes things too. So we're like, hey, this is Jane. She's a real person, not just like a you know a business or a brand or something. She is actually like a personal brand, a real person. So I think that's really important. Now, we want them to know who we are, but buyers also want to know how we can serve them. So are you going to be creating no prep teaching resources? Are you really into digital stuff? Do you like sharing teaching hacks? Are you really passionate about special education resources? Like, how, how are you helping people? What's your like... What's your niche? What's the way that you help people? What's the way you serve people? How is this person going to learn from you or benefit from following your account? So you want to think of sentences, like brief sentences. You don't want them to be really, really long. And a really great thing to do is to have like emojis or little dot points or something and to have like these short, sweet points, you know. So, hi, I'm a third grade teacher from Texas. I create digital resources to make your classroom engaging, blah, blah, blah. Like just kind of brief sentences that sort of, really give an idea about you and your business. You can add more info about yourself and how you serve people, but it's really good after that to just dive into something that they can check out. So um, you should have a link that people can click on. So you actually want a call to action. You can't just assume that people are going to see that link and click on it or know what that is or feel inspired. You need to force them to. So you need to tell them to go, hey, click here to grab my free math center or click here to check out my store or click here to learn more about this. So if you have a freebie they can sign up for to get on your email list or you want to send them to a certain resource or a blog post or any kind of links you have tell them to click on it I strongly suggest obviously having some kind of program that you use so you can share more than one link so Instagram only lets you share one I personally use Linktree, Link in Bio, Campsite Bio. There are so many free options out there. And I usually just add every link that I can think of that someone might want to check out. You know, my blog, my freebies, my store, my Facebook. Like, I don't know. It's different for everybody. But you can throw in generic links to all your different platforms. You can throw in specific links to products that you're going to talk about. But yeah, my definitely my tip there is to really make your bio valuable and really make the most out of your bio don't just kind of be lazy with it that's my tip okay let's dive into tip number three this is a big one and I don't really know if it's like specific per se but the main tip is don't create poor quality content and the reason I've got that as one of the first tips is because it doesn't matter how much you do everything else I'm going to talk about in this podcast if your actual posts are aren't that great. I don't know how to say that in a really nice way, but 
I mean, we've all been there. We've all made posts that aren't perfect. That's normal. Scroll to the beginning of anyone's Instagram. There's always going to be these photos that they're probably cringing at. That's totally okay. We all are there at some point in our journey, but we need to move past it. So sometimes we post for the sake of it, just because someone told us we had to be consistent and then we post something that's not that great. Sometimes we post blurry pictures, dark pictures, weird angles, and just things that are not Instagram worthy. And the truth is, the harsh truth is, the Instagram is designed for pretty pictures, things that people are going to like looking at. So you want to make yours Instagram worthy. That's the truth of it. Whether that's being filtered or lighter or brighter or colorful or popping or intriguing on the eye nobody really wants to see a dark blurry photo so that's my main tip is just to be the best quality you can be in terms of your posts and if that means you're posting slightly less then yeah quality over quantity every time what I will dive into here very quickly is say that your post should have a purpose uh, so one yeah don't just post for the sake of it don't just post any random thing the thing that Instagram suggests is that you post to inform educate entertain or inspire now informing and educating might be you know teaching people something so on my tpt seller tips account the one that's called terrific selling tactics the main thing i do on there is educate and i put up these carousel posts and i teach you guys about tpt so i'm providing like educational value and content to help you guys with your business I don't do that a lot on my store account. That one's more about like entertaining and inspiring and selling and stuff. But you've kind of got to have a bit of a purpose or you can just try and do all of them. But you need to be doing them. That's the point. So you need to ask yourself, I'm about to post this picture. Is it going to educate my audience and like help them somehow? Is it going to make them laugh? Is it going to inspire them? What's it going to be? So when I started creating posts, I thought about what of the, which of those things I was going to be working towards so I have a template that I use on my store Instagram account and this is really confusing but I have two Instagram accounts one for you guys like sellers and then one that's like my TPT store teaching kind of Instagram and for that one I've got these posts and they're branded to my brand colors and they have three different types of posts one is like a humorous funny joke post and that's the entertain one is like a motivational inspirational kind of real talk sort of post that's the sort of inspire and then I have one that's like teaching hacks and teaching tips that's kind of more educating. And you can also inform, you know, by sharing about something coming up or a sale or a conference or something. But you really want to provide that value. Now, not every post has to be making people laugh or like teaching them crazy amounts of things. You can put a pretty picture up of your teacher desk or something. That's okay. But it's still kind of inspiring and making them fall in love with it. You just want to have some purpose behind it. And even if that's just sharing something that inspires them to make their classroom look that great. Now, we are allowed to sell on Instagram. You can share photos of your products and ask people to, you know, check out your TPT products. And that's okay, but you want to kind of create a mixture. So one of the big regrets that I have is that when I first started my Instagram account, I just put sales posts, nonstop sales posts. Like, here's a product, here's a product, here's a product, here's a product. Now I try to mix them in a little bit with my quote posts and selfies and other, you know, real world pictures and have like them mixed around a little bit. So it's not just constantly salesy. It's still something I'm working on 100%. I find it easier to share a product than to try and think of something else sometimes. That's okay. But yeah, try and avoid being just completely salesy. Now let's dive into tip number four. I often see people not using product photography. 
this is I definitely do not mean to offend anyone here but I know some of you may be sharing your TPT product covers as Instagram posts and that's not something I truly recommend that's that's more designed for TPT Instagram isn't really that format we have to accept and this makes our lives harder but all of the platforms are different what you make on Pinterest won't necessarily work on Instagram what you make on Instagram might not work on your blog blah 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 so what you make for TPT isn't really designed for Instagram. That's not really what Instagram's for. So I don't really suggest using TPT product covers. I suggest using product photography. Now, if you haven't got time for product photography, you can still use screenshots or mock-ups or some other kind of medium. But I do suggest taking photos of your product in action. You want a user to scroll through their feed come across this really stunning photo of your craft or your worksheet or your game or your center in action, colored in or bright and colorful, interesting. Like, And that teacher can imagine it in their classroom. They're like, oh, that looks so great. I'm going to try that out on Monday. And they're probably not going to get that same vibe with a TPT product cover. So I won't talk too much about product photography. I talk about that a lot in general. And I'm sure you probably already know my views, but it's a game changer for sure. So make the effort to take those photos because you can use them on TPT and Instagram and stories and Pinterest and everywhere. And you can rework them, but it's always, always better to try and use product photography if you can. Let's go on to tip number five. Instagram mistakes to avoid. This is a big one. Don't have salesy captions. And this is something I'm still working on. It's not ideal to be like, here is my product. It is some decimal worksheets. Check it out here. Link in bio. Full stop. The end. That's not really the sort of caption we want. A much better caption would be a bit more casual, a bit more like you're really talking to a person and you actually address someone's pain point. Do you struggle when it comes to engaging your students when you're teaching decimals? Do you need an interesting way to cover this topic? Like ask them questions, address their pain point with what they're struggling with and then provide your product as a solution and try not to be too salesy in your wording. Try and make it like you're talking to a friend and you're not pitching your product to a random person. And like you can say that there's a link in your bio, but like it shouldn't just be like link in bio. That's kind of the only thing you say that can just be the end. But just try to be like you're talking to a real person and try to address those pain points and those issues they have and give them solutions and give them ideas and maybe provide your product as an option but provide value in your caption just like you were trying to provide value in your post because if your post and or your caption don't have value why would anyone want to see it that's the truth of it and it's something I definitely need to work on don't just be pitching to them Number six, this sort of ties into captions. I'm still talking about captions. Don't have really super long, big paragraphs. And this applies to posts, but also to stories. The human brain cannot absorb large amounts of information. So a really giant paragraph of nonstop talking, just the brain just wants to switch off. It's going to want to skim and skip and just go to the next thing. It'll probably scroll right past. So I recommend writing like one liners, one sentences or like short brief quick paragraphs break up all your text into lots of manageable chunks that they can easily digest don't make it too long you know we've all got very short attention spans so keep things brief and this applies to your posts but also to any kind of story captions you do as well but honestly for anything your tpt descriptions your blog your email anywhere that you are writing stuff to people don't overwhelm them with large amounts of text 
I actually have to apologize because I realized that I've got a lot of things to share today. So this episode is going to be a bit longer than my average episode. I do apologize, but I have lots of tips for you today. So I hope that you enjoy it anyway. Okay, so let's go on to tip number seven of mistakes to avoid. Be careful with your hashtag use and don't use super large hashtags. The main thing I would say is to do a little bit of hashtag research. So, you know, type in hashtags on Instagram and see how many posts there are. If obviously there's less than 100 posts, that's not ideal because nobody's ever going to be looking at the hashtag. But you want to strike a balance between that and then using a hashtag that has millions of posts. Now, I'm not saying you can't ever use those, but you want to balance. You want to use some hashtags that have thousands of posts, some that have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, maybe a very tiny amount that have millions. But especially if you are a newer account, your post is never going to rank highly in a really saturated hashtag. I actually made a post about this on Instagram. So if you want to know specifically what hashtags are you talking about, Alex, I have a an Instagram post at Terrific Selling Tactics. You don't have to scroll a little bit, but there's a post on there and I've listed 10 hashtags to avoid. Off the top of my head from what I can remember, it was ones like teachers and like teachers of Instagram. There's a couple on there, school, that kind of thing. Um, teachers follow teachers. I don't know, those kind of ones. The ones that have like 5 million posts, just avoid them like the play. You're never going to rank for those ones. Why not choose ones that you have a chance of actually showing up for on the explore page? So, you know, tens of thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands, much better choice. But yeah, so avoid really big hashtags. And my other hashtag tip while I'm here is to use them. So don't be lazy and just put no hashtags or like three hashtags. It's worth it because hashtags are how people find you. And if you don't use them, you're not going to show up on in hashtags or in explore because Instagram doesn't know what your post's about. Remember that people follow hashtags too. Like I follow the hashtag TPT sellers. So I see other people's posts on my feed that I'm not following because I follow that hashtag and you want to show up there. So yeah, use them. I see people all the time using like three or four hashtags and it's so worth it to at least use 10, maybe 15. And if you really can, if you have the time and the energy, maybe 20 or 30, I try to use 30 hashtags every single time because I know that some of those hashtags aren't going to work for me. I might have chosen a bad one, an unpopular one, a saturated one, and I want my odds to be good. And if I chose five hashtags and they weren't very good, my post is probably not going to do that well. If I choose 30, it doesn't matter if five of them were bad because I've got 25 others that might have done well. Like it might rank in those hashtags. So you always want to have a mixture. And I try to have a mixture of types, you know, ones that are like I teach or teachers of, you know, generic kind of teaching ones, teacher life, those kind of things. But I also go for more specific ones like whatever my product is, you know, is it third grade math or math worksheets, that kind of thing. Have a variety of hashtags in size and in topic. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Let's dive into tip number eight. 
uh, mistake to avoid is not trying new features. Now, sometimes we get overwhelmed when we hear that Instagram has come out with another new thing, which the latest thing is Reels. And that laziness or that fear or that kind of avoidance can be a hindrance to your growth. So if Instagram's coming out with a new feature, I can tell you now they are going to reward you for using it and they're going to show it to more people. So make sure that you're using video or IGTV or Reels or whatever the latest feature is. It's also good to diversify your content anyway, especially with video that can be really engaging. And if you do make reels, make sure that you have text on there. A lot of people don't listen to the sound and that you've lined up so that people can actually see it on the feed. And if you're nervous about showing your face, don't just show a product or something in your classroom. You know, it doesn't have to be of you in your face. And if you are worried that you don't know how to do it, like there's all these fancy transitions and people, you know, changing outfits, you don't have to do any of that complicated stuff. You can just share value like I might just do one where I talk to the camera and share tips I'm not jumping around or pointing or dancing or anything and I might just do one of a product where it's like sped up and does some stuff but like I don't put too much pressure on myself just give it a try I guess tip number nine make sure that you are using stories so a definite big mistake I know a lot of people make is that they don't use stories now stories are a game changer they are a great way to build a loyal following They show that kind of behind the scenes element and that builds that know, like, trust factor that leads to sales. People need to know you, like you and trust you before they're going to invest their money in you. So it can be a really, really powerful thing. I would say if you're nervous about using stories, just like reels, make sure that you use like pictures or videos of other things. Like the selfie camera doesn't have to be turned on. You could take pictures of things in your day to day life and then eventually, you know, ease yourself into showing your face. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You can put a filter on or just accept the fact no one cares if you're not wearing makeup. I'm learning to deal with this. Sometimes I get really nervous and I think, you know, I don't want to go on stories today because I don't look that great. But I promise you, I don't think anyone really cares. So I'm learning to work on that. I follow about three or four people on Instagram who are killing it. Like they have tens of thousands of followers, but they are like super, super popular on Instagram. They're just doing so, so well. And believe it or not, They don't post very often, but they do use stories like hardcore every day of their lives, which I I want to see impressed with a lot of the time. And it's got to the point now where if they don't put a story on that day, I'm like, where is it? And I'm looking for it and I find it really weird. So they've gotten to that point where I feel like I know them and I know so much about their lives. And I swear if they were going to sell something, I would probably buy it because I trust them. So you don't have to post all the time, but you definitely probably do need to be trying stories if you can. My tip for stories definitely is to make sure that you are using captions. So that's tip number 11. Um, Make sure that you are using captions in your stories and videos and anything. And that's partly because people don't turn the sound on. Trust me, I did a poll once and I realized that none of my followers turn their sound on. So you need to have captions if you want people to watch your stories and not skip. But let's also admit that in terms of like the hard of hearing community, like respecting people, it's the right thing to do. Make sure you have captions. So I want to continue talking about stories. So tip number 12, make sure that you're using story highlights. They can be a really great way for new followers to see your old content on stories. We, you know, we know it's disappearing after 24 hours. That doesn't mean you have to lose all that hard work you've put in. It can still provide value to your newer followers, especially if it's like a really great product or a really great way you're serving people. They can check out your story highlights and see that stuff about you. So make sure you use them. So continuing to talk about stories, this ties into that. My next tip is to make sure 
that you are connecting with your audience by being personal, showing that personal side. So the thing to avoid is to being like some, you know, big brand that doesn't have a face that like nobody knows or trusts. You want to be a real person. So being as personal as you can. And that might mean opening up on your stories and sharing things about your life and same on your posts, just trying to be real with people. I think we're up to tip number 13 now. Um, This is a really, really, really important one that people, a big mistake that people make. And that is not having a call to action in your posts or stories. So a lot of people say, nobody's commenting on my posts or nobody's liking or sharing or saving them or nobody ever does anything on my stories. And it's like, well, did you ask them to? I mean, people aren't psychic and I guess sometimes people are lazy too. You need to push them. You need to ask them. So I try to make it a goal that every single post I ever make, I have a question at the end. I have a call to action that asks them to comment and engage with me. Uh, My tip for this is to make it easy to answer. If you do something really complicated, people might just be too lazy to write out a big long answer or something they've got to think about. So you want it to be an easy, quick, yes, I do that as well. Or this is what I use, like a really easy answer for them. So add a call to action in your post and get them to comment alternatively you can just ask them to save or share like share this with a friend or tag a friend or save this for later tell them what you want them to do because trust me they don't know and the same thing applies to stories so every story you ever upload like each day or each couple of you know videos you put on make sure there's some kind of sticker so a poll a question sticker, a slider, some kind of quiz or something where people can interact with you. That shows Instagram that people like your stories and it will they'll keep watching. So definitely always have something like that. It's a good way to get information about your audience too. You know, you can say, which do you prefer or which product do you want me to make next? That kind of thing. And you can learn about them and they can learn about you and they can DM you, which is always really good for getting for the algorithm, getting the Instagram to know that you guys have a connection if you message each other so get people to want to message you and react to your stories that's always really really good you can even have um, something on there that they're going to want to screenshot or hold on to that shows Instagram that they're engaged so it's another tip too we're moving on to the last few things now to avoid the next one is not being consistent this is something you'll hear a lot in the instagram community consistency is so important don't let that force you to post every day and therefore post bad content or don't let that advice make you post all the time and get really stressed like oh I didn't post today and then you beat yourself up like use this advice to just be a little bit more consistent but in a manageable way so being consistent doesn't mean you have to post seven days a week it doesn't mean you have to post every other day it just means that you can't ghost people so you'd be better off showing up consistently three to four times a week or two or three times a week than showing up every single day and then just ghosting and disappearing for a month. You want that consistency across the weeks and months where you show up at the same amount of times roughly. There is no magic answer. You don't have to show up every day. You can be successful on Instagram by not posting every day. Trust me, those people I talked about earlier, those really, really big people, they do not post every day. Far from it. In fact, they don't even post three to four times a week. They might post twice a week, once a week, three times a week, very small amounts actually, but they story like crazy. So just decide what suits you. Are you someone that is super busy and can only post once a week? That's fine. Consistently post once every week. What about two or three times? That might be great. What if you're someone that could post three to four or five times a week? That's fine. Pick an achievable amount. 
do not stress yourself out by committing to posting every day when you just know you cannot because you're too busy. This ties into tip number 15. So we're nearly at the end now. A big mistake I hear is people not batching and not scheduling. And this ties into the consistency because how can you be consistent if you're not organized? Now, you may just be super lucky and be able to take awesome photos every day and just magically show up every day without any planning. But life gets in the way. It's more than likely that you won't be able to be consistent unless you are organized. And the best way to be organized is to have your content ready to go or going on its own. So batching would be you planning out your posts and making them in advance, you know, making up some quotes or taking a few photos of things, doing product photography, saving it on your phone, having it ready so that you avoid that you know, with that thing where you scroll through your camera roll and you're like, what should I post today? You want to avoid that. If you have them ready to go, then you're like, right, I'm posting my selfie today. I'm posting my photo tomorrow of my product. I'm posting my quote the next day. Have them ready, have them pre-prepared, set aside one day a month where you sit down and you're like, today is my Instagram batching day. I'm going to throw together a bunch of posts. I know I want to show up three times a week, so I need to make 12 posts. I'm going to do it this morning. I'm just going to make them and save them on your phone and you're done. Like That's batching and it is a game changer. Alternatively, you can go one step further if you just can't trust yourself to post those pictures and you worry that, you know, you're just going to wake up in the morning and be too busy to sit and write captions and hashtags, then schedule those posts. You know, use the free Facebook inbuilt scheduler. You don't have to get some fancy app or expensive paid program. It's free on Facebook and you can share on Instagram and you don't have to share on Facebook if you don't want to. You can just share your posts on Instagram. So upload them, write out the captions, throw in some hashtags and schedule them out for those times in the week. That's my tip. And my last final thing, my last big mistake that people make, and myself included on this one, is not engaging on Instagram. It's a two-way street. If you just post and then do nothing, that doesn't really show Instagram that you're dedicated and that you're showing up and that you want to, you know, connect with people. It just thinks that you're like someone that just randomly posts but does nothing else. It's it's a good idea to engage with people. Now, that might be spending five to ten minutes scrolling through your feed and liking and putting meaningful comments on posts of people you're following. It might mean watching some people's stories and engaging there for five to ten minutes. It might mean going to the explore page, you know, discovering some new content, again, writing meaningful comments, liking some things. And it might even be going on to some certain hashtags, spending, you know, five to 10 minutes on a certain teacher hashtag and meeting some new people, making some new connections, showing Instagram that, you know, this is what you're interested in. Even going to your competitors, you know, some really big sellers in your niche and commenting on their posts, you know, trying to get their followers to be interested in you, trying to connect with those people. Yeah, but make sure that you're engaging. I know that this is true and this is true because I've had two phases, one where I did engage and one where I didn't. And guess which one was more successful for me? So when I first started my terrific selling tactics Instagram account, I did a lot of engaging. I went on there every day and I, you know, commented on people's posts and I just like dedicated this time to reaching new people and I grew to my first 1000 followers in a very quick amount of time. And I grew to my second 1000 much much slower because I stopped engaging. I was just getting a bit busy at the time and I just was trying to spend less time on social media and I stopped engaging with people and it really slowed my growth. So I know that this is a really important step. So definitely keep that in mind. 
Okay, so in summary, just in case you wanted to get out a pen and paper and check that you've got all these tips written down, here are the things to avoid. And I've got 16 things. So don't fixate on followers. Don't be lazy with your bio. Don't create poor quality content, especially for the sake of it. Don't, you know, share product covers. Make sure you're using product photography if you can. Don't be too salesy in your captions. Don't use long, big paragraphs. Don't use saturated, huge hashtags. And don't be lazy when it comes to hashtags in general, like avoiding using them. Don't avoid using Instagram's features, you know. Try reels. Try all those different things that they're releasing. Don't be lazy when it comes to stories. Use stories as much as you can to engage with your audience. Don't just create stories and posts or videos without captions. Remember, you must be using captions. Um, And don't avoid using story highlights. Story highlights can be really powerful as well. Don't be too businessy. Try to make sure you're being personal as much as you can. Um, Don't forget to include call to actions in your posts and your stories. Avoid being inconsistent in general. Really be consistent with your posts and your stories. Make sure that you're also doing batching and scheduling. So don't be lazy when it comes to those things. It can be really, really powerful. And don't just post and forget it. Try to engage as much as you can. Now, I do apologize. I've said the word lazy a few times. I know that nobody is being lazy. I mean, Instagram is exhausting and it's like it's a full on marketing platform. So sometimes we just don't have the energy and like that's okay. But I guess what I'm saying is sometimes we have a have a choice in how we do things. And I know for certain that I've sometimes gone for the lazy route just because I didn't feel like doing something. And it is good to get into that mindset of like making yourself try that little bit extra, work that little bit harder if you want to see certain results. So I guess I need to give a better word than lazy. But yeah, don't avoid doing things that you could definitely do, you know, make the time for those things. Now, I'd like again, I apologize. We're up to 30 minutes. This is one of my longer podcasts. I usually try to keep my podcast really nice and brief, but I had so many tips today. I'm starting to think I should have made this into separate episodes. I hope this hasn't overwhelmed you. Now, like I said at the beginning, I am not an Instagram expert by any means. I promise one day I will get someone on the podcast as a guest who is an Instagram queen. I definitely have a few ideas of people that would be great. But for now, I just wanted to share the things that I've learned in the last few years and some of the big mistakes that I've made that I'm working on rectifying and it can definitely help your growth. So good luck on the Instagram world, guys. Yeah, follow along if you are curious what I'm doing I'm at terrific selling tactics on Instagram that's my account where I help TPT sellers and then at terrific teaching tactics is one that's like my TPT store account I'm a little bit less consistent on there to be honest like I don't put as much effort in I much more prefer my other one that's just the peril of having two Instagram accounts it is hard work but I'm getting there anyway I hope you've enjoyed this episode have a terrific day Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.